podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Brutal Nation, a podcast series dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and true crime. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across from me is Tammy Underwood. And Tammy, today is your day to present. It is. Hi, everybody, by the way. He never lets me say hi anymore. Well, just because. Why? I mean, well, you know, Everybody whatever. knows who you are by now. They do, but you always say hi to them. Why can't I? I don't say hi. I just say it's Nation. No, you say welcome. But anyways, whatever. Oh, okay, hi, well. everybody. Yes, I am presenting today. And it's Medical Monday, you know, my favorite days. And um, today I am presenting a guy from Germany. The Germans. Yes. Was well, he a Nazi? For those who don't know, I have German ancestry. My grandma on my mother's side was German. My grandfather was Dutch. So this guy's name is Niles, N-I-E-L-S, last name Hogel, H-O-G-E-L. That sounds more like an English name, to be honest. You know, I yeah, kind of no. Actually, to me, it sounds if the way it's spelled looks more Dutch. Yeah, maybe. I just think Niles, like you know, like you're thinking I, Niles Crane and all that. Yeah, other crap, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. But it's spelled different. Oh. Anyways, this guy is very recent. Like two days ago. No, as in within the last three or four years is still oh, going on. Sweet. Yeah. Very recent. And um, before we go, let me do the quote. I found it's from T.S. Eliot. And he says, most of the evil done in this world is done by people with good intentions. Well, you can see that, yeah. Which I think kind of in the beginning, this guy did have good intentions. I think most of the medical people do have some you sort would think, of... unless they have that, like, I believe H.H. H. Holmes knew from the very beginning that he was going to torture people. So he went into the medical field so he could find out, you know, figure out the different nuances of the body and stuff to torture like him sick. more. Yeah. Yeah, very much like sick. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, the forensics for his um, mortician, right? Right. Anyways, this guy's AKA or media name is Resurrection Rambo. Oh my God, is he a necromancer? Arise, arise from the grave, oh well, great you, dead you one. You might think so when we get done here. Oh shit, sweet. Yeah. So this guy, Niles, was born on December 30th of 1976. So he's about our age. Holy cow. He's just a little bit younger than, than me than you. And, yeah, and he's I a both. Year, yeah, he's a year young. Oh, almost two years younger than me because I was born January 75. Right. So. And I'm in 73. So God yeah. dang. Yeah, you're an old fucker. I feel it today. Yeah. And he was raised in Wilhelmshaven, which is Lower Saxony in Germany. It's a coastal town, yeah. apparently. I don't know German, Germany that well, but I'm just reading what they told me. Um, his mother was actually a paralegal, and both his father and his grandmother were nurses. Oh, wow. So it's like in his family, like in my family. Yeah, you know, it runs in the family. Yeah, I really wanted to be a nurse, so I found out I had to shoot people up with a needle, you know, poke people with needles. And I was like, nah, not for me. Oh, come on. I can handle blood all day long. Cannot <laughs> handle poking somebody with a needle. Um, again... You know, and we've talked about, oh, he also had an older sister, but that is irrelevant. But I just want to give family history. Um, And we've talked about this before, that when there seems to be no major childhood trauma or issues in their childhood, nothing is mentioned. Right? 
See, and that brings us back to what we keep on talking about, nature versus nurture. I think that some people are nurtured into becoming a serial killer. You know, And that's why they mentioned the troubled backgrounds? Right. And then some people, it's just, I'm sorry to say, they're just fucking born to well, be a serial killer. Well, yes, killer. and I believe some people are. They're born with that proclivity yes. and that, that wrongness right. in their brain. But still, wouldn't it be nice if they still explain their childhood so we can say, yeah, that was nature. And this yeah, would be nice. just leaving us hanging. I mean, that's what irritates me about this stuff. I mean, if they were beating the shit out of him going, Nias, come here. We have to beat you. Yeah. Constantly. You know, something like that. But, yeah, okay, I can see why the fuck well, that Well, and then you would think that, you know, if, if they're abused like some people are, you know, and you and I both talked about on the air that, you know, we have very abusive backgrounds. Oh, yeah, where, really. You know, our childhood, we're not that great. Um, but it's like you can get it if it's severe enough, you can get like brain damage and frontal lobe damage that or concussions even like, uh, um, um, Bobby Joe Long. Exactly. He had what, exactly. Like five head injuries as a child. And, and then, then some as an adult. That, the, the major yeah. one as an adult was uh, when he had joined the army and got into that motorcycle wreck. Right, where it crushed, I mean, shattered his helmet. Shattered his helmet, and he yeah. had, he was in the hospital for a long time. And yeah. that's when his personality really, changed. really, really changed Right, drastically. And they documented that it changed, and they did not, nobody did anything for him. Yeah. Which pissed, I mean, that just flabbergasted me. But yeah, so it's like, you know... Um, According, you know, um, okay, according to his own very words, I mean, he said this himself, I had a very sheltered and protected childhood. Okay. Which means, you know, they didn't freaking, he wasn't exposed to all the bad stuff that other children have been exposed to. Right. So, and everybody's different, keep it in mind. But in my head, I think if you have a very sheltered childhood, it's. It's more likely that you will continue that because we talked about um, doing things that are wrong, even though you know that they're wrong, but they present uh, a bit of normality. Right. Um, like Pan's Ram. Like Pen's Ram. Um, and well, like like anybody else who has an abusive background. Right, 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 right. Um, like me before even anger management. I bring myself up because I'm the greatest guinea pig of them all. You are. We were just talking about how you're like, <laughs> you tick every box, buddy. I do. I was watching, just for our listeners, I was watching a, a documentary series and a, a psychologist got on there and he said, well, this is the, typically your your serial killers are white males uh, and they have an abusive background and they have anger management issues and they have, I'm like, oh my God, you just checked off all of my lists. Yeah. You're telling me I'm a serial killer. They did. Killer. They ticked off every box for you. But, um, but yeah, you do kind of seek that out, don't you? I did before anger management, like the, the, the abusive part of it. I mean, I was, I was verbally well, abusive. Well, I was talking about people in general that, you know. Oh no, we'll get I, to that. Oh, okay. But, um, I, you know, prior to me actually seeking help, um, you know, I was very verbally abusive, and I, I just wasn't a really pleasant person. Right, and you did talk about in one episode how you would go out and start fights just so you can get your ass, you know, get beaten down, and then, you know what I mean? Oh, just so I can beat the shit out of other people, too. Yeah, that's too. pretty but, good at fighting. Oh, so, yeah. Well, no, I know. Um, I was a scrapper, too, but... But, um, yeah, no, and I would do that, too. Yeah. Uh, you know... Because that was, like, a normal thing for you. Right, because even though I knew it was wrong, it presented a, a form of mm-hmm. normality. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, I'm thinking with Niles being sheltered, 
to continue that normality, even if he didn't want to, he would still have some reclusive personality traits. Like, right. maybe he doesn't go out too often. Like, maybe just once in a great He has a handful, handful, Kind handful of like of Charles things. Albright, whose mom drove him, cho- chauffeured him on all of his dates, even into Kinda. young adult, you know, early adulthood and That's stuff. That's what I would think. The so, helicopter parent type thing. Right. So, so far, you're not, you're not screaming serial killer to me no, so I'm far. No, I'm not screaming serial killer. And you know what? As I go on, I... Never ever scream silly. I don't think I ever anything here screams silly serial oh, killer yeah, except I for his s- actions. Oh, with that one there, I thought you meant at all with our other podcast. Some of them, no, like with you this start guy, reading, you start reading about their background. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> there you go. No, yeah, exactly, totally. <laughs> everything you said screams serial killer, but so yeah. far, but we're we're not too far in. So no, keep on going. No, my, anyway, my like I running. said, with this guy, I didn't see anything that screamed it. Um, <laughs> he um. Oh yeah, and then also he went on to say I was he wasn't exposed to any violence at home on any level. So he entered vocational training at St. Wilhad Hospital and completed nurses training in nineteen ninety seven. Okay. After he researched, received his nursing license, he continued to work there for a little bit and he had a girlfriend. Um and she gave birth to their daughter in 2003, and then th- him and his girlfriend got married in 2004. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Congrats to him, man. Yeah, exactly. So it's like he wonderful. had a... But then, you know, BTK had a normal family, too, whatever. BTK <laughs> was a, is still yeah, a fucking Yeah, we won't feature him because job. he's been very notorious, but he was a psychopath. No shit. Looks like fucking... Uh, Ned Flanders from The Simpsons, but in reality, he's like choking himself out and murdering chicks. Yeah, and yeah, it's disgusting. So anyways, I'm going to take a look at his employment, you know, a history of his employment. Um, In 1999, so two years after he got his license, he started, he got a job working at the Oldenburg Clinic on Ward 22, which was the cardiac intensive care unit. Okay. Okay. Sometime in August of 2001, the clinic had a staff meeting where all the doctors and medical orderlies discussed the bizarre uptick in the number of resuscitations and actual deaths they had been experiencing in the previous months. Hmm. Okay, this is this is what's bizarre to me. Well, not bizarre, but, you know, it's like, okay, he was at this. He was actually at this meeting and it should be noted that he had been on duty when 58% of these incidents happened. They didn't mention this in the meeting, but this came out later. Right. No, and that yeah. makes sense. I, I think that if they're just kind of... Dude, he wasn't just, Chris in science. It wasn't 100%, right? Well, no. At least it's a little smart. <laughs> they're, they're sitting there, they're going, huh, a bunch of people coming back to life. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. just odd. But yeah, yeah. Why, why would you even seriously investigate that? Well, not just that is they brought it up in a staff meeting where all of the staff was present. Yeah, it's yeah. Just a, I think that they probably just brought it up because it was just a, a bizarre yeah. occurrence. Yeah, exactly. It was like, oh, this is kind of odd, but um, I think this actually kind of spooked him a little bit, and it's for good reason because you know, obviously, fifty-eight percent—that's more than half. Yeah. Um, he took the next three weeks off of work on a sick leave, and while he was out, only two patients on the ward died. See, okay, Niles, I know. Niles, buddy. Don't take time don't off. Don't take time off because then they're going to be on to you. Yeah. They're going to be like, hey, yeah. Niles is gone. 
Exactly. And a lot exactly. Of, uh, you know, like only two people came back to life or, or died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was no like resurrection. I mean, no resuscitation or death incidents. Yeah. What is going death. on here with the Niles? Right. He is gone, and then the people they are just staying the dead your German accent. And nobody's um, coming back to life. Yeah. Niles. What do you have to say about this? Well, you know, I'll tell you what he said. Oh, shit. Because okay. it was during, after he was arrested, he said that after that meeting, he was, he thought he was going to be arrested. So he thought the meeting was just to point a finger at him. I mean, even though they didn't, didn't do it in the meeting, he thought that they would pull him aside later and do it. What well, kind of makes Which is why sense. he took the leave, because he was like, you know what, I'm going to prolong this as long as I can. Which actually kind of plays into his shelter childhood, if you think about it, because now... He thinks he's going to be confronted with something. And, right. Yeah, and if you're it, sheltered, you don't like confrontation at all. You don't like confrontation, and you really don't have a whole lot of real-life experience, you know? So right. instead of saying, hey, they might be on to me, mm-hmm. I better just play it cool. He's like, oh, my God, they're going to get me. Right, exactly. And then they're going to arrest me, and they're going to think I'm one of the Nazis. I'm not a Nazi. <laughs> I told you to stop with the German accent. Can't help it. Stuck I am German. trying to be serious here, because this is kind of serious. Okay, I'm sorry. No, yeah, no, you're not, because you couldn't do it again. Um, in 2001, Maybe. also, the head physician of Ward 211 um, actually had Niles transfer, Hogel transferred to the anesthesiology ward. But it wasn't long... After that, the head physician there became suspicious of the sheer number of emergency situations he was present for. So by September of 2002, the clinic's head, the head physician, the guy in charge of it all, um, confronted him after realizing that several patients in his care were found in unexplainable, life-threatening situations. And that's when he gave um, Hogel an, an ultimatum. Either resign from the clinic and receive three-month full severance package, or he would be working in the logistics unit where he would only be responsible for moving patients around the hospital. So, like, wheeling wheelchairs everywhere. Oh, brutal. Right. And he would no longer be allowed to provide hands-on care to the patients in the clinic. Fair enough. You know, honestly, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I wish it ended there. Yeah, because think about it. Look, you can either quit and we're going to pay you for three months so you can find a different job because we don't want you here. Right. Or we're going to make sure that you can't fuck up any more patients. Yeah, that you have no access to that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's your choice there, Mr. Niles. You figure it out. You figure it out, Mr. Niles. Yeah. Well, since I just said it doesn't end there, we know it doesn't end there because we're featuring him. <laughs> True. Um, he chose to resign from the clinic. Upon doing so, in October of 2002, he received a reference letter from the Oldenburg Clinic's Director of Nursing, which, for those who don't know, is called DNS. Um, I'm going to try and quote this letter to the best of my ability, okay? Hogel possesses a circumspect, diligent, and autonomous work ethic. He has acted prudently and in a objectively correct manner in critical situations he is devoted and exhibits cooperative conduct the overall assessment is that he has completed assigned tasks to the utmost satisfaction almost makes sense let me tell you why legality okay legality that's true because um there was a when we did um was it Kristen hines or gilbert that we featured where they talked about or maybe it was Cullen. It was Cullen. It was Cullen. Where they were worried about giving a negative review because they didn't want to be sued. Right. You know, and I think it's the same thing here. They're like, hey, if uh, people who've been into our clinic or hospital, you know, 
kind of get wind of what happened, um, we might be not quite looked at properly. Yeah, but then you go into the fact, too, that you're giving him such a glowing recommendation that he's going to get another job in another clinic and kill more people. Yeah, but unfortunately, most people don't give a shit about that. They care about what is happening to me. Yeah, well, they should if they're in the medical no, And, and I, I totally saying. agree, because I would hate to think yeah. of one of my kids in, in a hospital yeah, and not being able to trust that, exactly. that hospital to, to, exactly. to properly take care of my kids. And like I keep on telling everybody, my kids are grown, but they're still my But kids. still, I mean, when my dad was alive, I remember going head-to-head with some people at the hospital, including a doctor that was a very... He was a dickhead. And it's like, no, you're not going to treat my father this way. Right, right. You so know? keep on going. Yeah. Let's truck along. So with this glowing recommendation, mind you, he was able to get a job at the Delman Horse Clinic, which surprisingly, or maybe not so much, is the emergencies and fatalities increased while he was on duty. Wow. I never saw I that sh- coming. Sh- look, shocker. <laughs> I'm shocked. Yeah. How could that have ever happened? I don't know. You would think that he would have learned his lesson. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. And not, actually, not so when he got there and this started happening, it didn't go unnoticed by his colleagues. They began to actually distance themselves from him. Duh. Right. So prior to his co-workers becoming so suspicious of him, they actually held him in quite high regard, saying he was an excellent nurse. Okay, and um, allegedly his superiors at this clinic didn't act on any of the suspicions, even though some of the coworkers said things to them. I can explain that one too. Okay, explain it. So let's talk about my trucking job, and I'm I'm kind of outing myself. I get away. I, I would I was gonna say I'd get away with murder, but given the context of what we're talking about, I don't mean literal right, murder. Right, right. I get away with a ton of shit. Well, you're a very personable guy, Something, so I get away with stuff that would get me fired. Anywhere else that I that I work because of my mouth. Oh yeah, I can I can see that because you know I cuss a lot. I make inappropriate jokes, and you're very blunt. And I'm very blunt, and I get away with all that because I'm charismatic. I'm you know I I, I joke around with everybody, and, and you get shit done, and I get shit done, right? And everybody is my friend. Oh like, yeah, it's yeah. very it's very rare that somebody works there that does not know who I am. Right. Because, yeah, I've had that in places where I work too. Because, yeah, because yeah. I stand out, and everyone's like, "Man, Scott's just a great guy," you know. So that's probably why he's probably really charismatic, and you know, he's like, "Right," Hello, and he I got am, shit done. Yeah, I get everything done. I am everybody's friend. Hello, Klaus. I am your friend too, you know. And uh, you're over there laughing. I am because I told you to stop. It. I'm stuck on German today. I, you know? He is stuck on German today, and he'll probably continue this in our other episodes too. I'm just probably, um, yeah. But yeah, no, that's probably it though. You know, he's everybody likes him, and he, okay. If if somebody came to work where I work, mm-hmm. and they were kind of a dick or standoffish, right. and said the exact same things that I say, oh, they'd be in a heartbeat, verbatim. They wouldn't even get a suspension first. No, they'd be like, "Dude, you got to go. You're yeah. out." That's not appropriate. Yeah, yeah. it's not appropriate. You need to go. Yeah, Meanwhile, especially the jokes you make about people's moms. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> that is true. Because that I take personally. That no. is, well, <laughs> Well, you know, like like my dispatcher would have not. He drinks a lot of white cloth. Oh yes, you do so make I, fun of him too. I look right at Todd and I go, "Dude, your name is Chief White Claw from the Brokeback Mountains because you drink that white girl stuff right there." Yeah, pretty sure you have a vagina. 
<laughs> exactly. So and, and nobody would, I mean, anybody else that said that to him would be like, dude, that's not okay. Yes, that's not cool. Yeah. What the hell's wrong with you, man? Yeah. I get away with that. Some people laugh when I do it. But yeah. I, I think it's probably the same thing. He's probably a really cool, hell of a cool guy. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, he's been known to be, I mean, he was a very well-respected nurse. He got shit done. And he was very, you know, he completed his task with the utmost satisfaction. I'll quote again. Yeah. Okay. Works. Yeah. So they even someone even found four empty vials of al ashmaline, which I'll explain. Um, well, first I'll say that you know what that is. I do, I do actually. Because honestly, I I know what I I just sounded like, but I have no no fucking idea what ashmaline. But they found it on his ward when no doctor had prescribed any of the patients there with that medication. So there's no reason why that (laughs) medication should have been on that ward. Um, anyways, adjmaline is a 1A antiarrhythmic agent or cardiac dysrhythmia medication, which is used to subdue abnormal heart rhythms such as, but not limited to, atrial fibrillation, atrial flutter, ventricular tachycardia, and ventricular fibrillation. So it's almost like using a defibrillator, but in chemical Pretty form. Much. Pretty okay. much. Okay. I just yeah. want to make sure that it's I It's like understand. if somebody's in the middle of a heart attack, you can give them this and it's supposed to help. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So now the, an investigation is launched in June of tw- June twenty second of two thousand five. So three years later, Jeez, they're finally going to do something. Okay. <laughs> so a colleague by the name of Frank Locksterman, I think is how you pronounce it. L a u x t e r m a n n. That sounds like Locksterman yeah. to me. I was going to say you know more German how to pronounce more German than I do. So. Even though I'm part German. <laughs> he, he caught Holgol purposefully mishandling a patient's syringe pump to administer Agmeline improperly. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the police were notified and they launched an investigation on him right away. Uh, justifiably so. Yeah. And so while they were investigating, several other co-workers voiced their suspicions of his involvement in the vast number of complications, resuscitations, and mysterious deaths that had occurred at the hospital since he started working there. And so the authorities followed up on these allegations and found that between 2003 to 2005, because remember he started in October, November, that area. Right. And in that, in that clinic. Yes. The death rate at that clinic had doubled since his hire in two years it doubled okay it's like he didn't even try to hide it christian signs well you know he's dedicated to his craft and his craft apparently is killing people pretty much so i can't fault him for that yeah either that or he just didn't think it would matter after he received such a glowing recommendation from his last facility he probably figured oh they'll just fire me and give me another good recommendation yeah it could be you know could be so the detectives ended up passing their findings on to the district attorney's office in Oldenburg in December. Oh, no. And then in December of 2006, the land. I can't even pronounce it. The German regional court. <laughs> <laughs> I have it spelled out. It'll be on the website. Adjudicated the June 22nd allegations, found him guilty. And sentenced him to five years in prison and a five-year employment ban for attempted voluntary manslaughter. Fair enough. Okay. Well, they should have been permanent. But oh, wait. Eh. It, I'll keep going. The verdict would be appealed by a joint plaintiff because apparently in Germany, the plaintiff can appeal. 
as a as well as the defendant. So it's oh. not like a double jeopardy rule. Why the hell would a plaintiff, somebody who's complaining against him, appeal it? Because they were not happy with his sentence. They wanted more. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. I'm, I, to me, when you say appeal it, I'm like, no. hey, I know that we complained about him, but you know. No, yeah, you're thinking for a reduced guy. sentence like a de- defendant. They're thinking for a stricter sentence for oh, a plaintiff. Okay, I'm thinking, like, yeah. like, we're supposed to go out and have drinks, so this is like some bullshit. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's what I think. Exactly. No, so a higher court actually reversed the sentence, and in, May, and in 2008, they sentenced him to seven and a half years in prison and a lifelong employment ban. That is... That's appropriate. Right. Honestly. Right. Okay. Now, the story doesn't end there. In January 2014, the olden, which is, mm, oh, yeah, probably after, right around the time he was going to get out because seven and a half years, that's about right. Um, the Oldenburg DA's office launched another investigation into the incidents that occurred at the, Del- the Delman Horse Clinic. And as a result of that investigation, authorities charged him with three counts of murder and two counts of attempted murder. Ooh. Okay. He actually confessed to these charges, and in doing so, he admitted to committing an additional 30 murders. Holy shit. Yeah, Niles, yeah, dude. Yeah, he states that he committed these murders by giving 90 patients medications they weren't prescribed. After injecting them, 60 of the patients he was able to successfully resuscitate resuscitate his resuscitation Rambo. Right. He was that, giving that them these sense. meds so he can revive them. Basically. Like a freaking... But like he was why? a god. Probably because he... I like, fucking understand. It's... Okay, it's hard for me to explain, but my mom and my mom's a nurse and everything. It's not like she took it to this level, but she said there's no greater feeling than knowing that you're, you know, somebody who's like coding or whatever that you can actually save them. You know, so I think that's why he was doing it. He was strictly he was purposefully making them code so he could have that adrenaline rush of saving them. Okay, that makes sense because I'm sitting there thinking to myself, if your coworkers already like you, right? You're not trying to impress anybody like that uh, one chick, Gilbert. That, was it Gilbert that kind of looked like uh, the? Uh, oh, Melissa, Melissa. No, that was Signs who looked like Melissa McCarthy, but yeah. she's the one that gave bleach. Gilbert was the one that res- tried to resuscitate him. No, no, to, I did. Yeah. But uh, what I was getting at was, you know, that uh, that Signs was doing it to impress somebody, so he's not doing that. Yeah, you know he's not out there to maliciously kill people, right? And your your coworkers already like you. Yeah, that's that's why I was confused. Anyway, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, because I don't think he was doing it to kill them. I think he was doing it so he could revive them. And they just some of them just happened to die, unfortunately. Um, so let's see where was oh thirty. He states, oh I got that already. After injecting them, sixty of the patients. I got that part too. Sorry, February twenty eighth of two thousand fifteen. This regional court sentenced him to life in prison, and that sentence was finalized in March of that year. Because apparently, they set, in Germany, they sentence people, and then the higher courts have to f- approve that. Okay, fair Kinda enough. Kind of like yeah. military sentencing. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, in their arguments, the prosecuting attorney stated that Hogel administered these medications out of boredom and, an ur- and in an urge to demonstrate his skills at resuscitation, which is... Basically, what we just said. Holy shit! We have yeah. So you're, you're telling me I have a serial killer here that just basically killed people because he's bored, not for any other fucking reason. But eh, 
I got nothing better to do. Yeah. What can I do? A crossword puzzle? No, that's not yeah. for me. That's I'm not tired of sitting here, so let me go save somebody. But in order to save them, I have to first try to kill them. Yeah, let's go yeah. try to kill somebody and then save them because, you know, night's long. Yeah, precisely. Precisely. So um, then I, I'm Billy amazing you here. My headline says, but wait, there's still more. <laughs> um, after he confessed to the 30 murders, there was rising suspicion he may be responsible for even more. You think? More than he even admitted to. Yes. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Wait, it gets better. In October of 2014, okay, after 200 mysterious deaths were identified, authorities launched yet another investigation. So in November of that year, a special commission was formed to delve further into the deaths that occurred at the various facilities he was employed at. Okay. I'm on, yeah, I'm listening. Okay, I just want to make sure you're following me. I'm following you, but I'm just a little shocked at over 200 deaths. Oh, wait, yeah. The investigation would last for three years, okay? Um, And authorities would review over 200 cases. The the commission had a total of 134 bodies exhumed throughout Germany, Poland, and Turkey. So that they could be autopsied. Holy cow. Yeah. These bodies were spread among 67 different cemeteries. And in most cases, the decomposition, unfortunately, had progressed too far for medical examiner to detect any trace amounts of medication in the tissues. So hold on. I don't know. Maybe you do. Does Germany have the death penalty? I will get into that in a little bit. Well, And here's why I ask. If he's already got life in prison. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What real good, what more can you do to this guy? Right. Uh, he's already in prison for life. Right. So exhuming the bodies and even doing the investigation outside of maybe giving some closure. Right. You know, but no, I understand what pick. you're saying. It makes no fucking but sense. I will address all your concerns in a minute, Scott. Oh, my God. You remind me of the lady at the DMV. No, I remind you of yourself. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> I'm sit so, over here. Unfortunately, 101 patients who died at Delmanhorst while he worked there weren't able to have autopsy performed because they'd been cremated. Okay, so that would have been a total of over 300. A little hard to autopsy ashes. I can dig. Yeah, yeah. In 2015, the suspected victims that were exhumed in Gander Kesey and Delmanhorst showed trace amounts of one form of heart medication or another that was not prescribed. Okay. Okay. So it wasn't just using the aljamaline. Um, by November 2016, detectives claimed they were able to attribute an additional 37 deaths to him while he was employed at Delmanhurst from December of 2002 to June of 2005. So that's, not, that's like two and a half years. Gee, my Christmas. And the director of the special commission released a statement saying the provable Oldenburg and Delmanhurst homicides... We're only the tip of the iceberg. Get the hell out. Yeah, like he's the Titanic going down. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Since he was already sentenced to life in prison and was not eligible for parole, not to mention that capital punishment is prohibited under Germany's constitution. See, and that plays exactly into what the fuck I was saying. Right. What more are you going to do to this okay. guy? Like, for real, what more are you going to do? Right. Okay, so charging him further would not alter his sentence in any way. However, it would only find him innocent or guilty on the new charges. 
Okay, which I get your point. Why? Why? It However, makes no fucking sense. Okay, it will in a minute. It will in a minute. I promise you. Okay, so um, the courts actually opted not to pursue further charges at that time. On August 28th of 2017, detectives gave an announcement that they could safely conclude that Hogle, for, that Hogle to be responsible for the deaths of 90 of his patients, including the six he'd already been convicted of, and he would admit to an undisclosed, and he actually goes on and would admit to an undisclosed number of deaths, but instead of most of those cases, he could not remember specific details, and he didn't come out and outright deny any of the allegations at this time. I call bullshit. Want to know why? Because he knows that there's nothing else they can do to him. Why wouldn't he? No, I call bullshit because although I am not an expert by any means, I've done and continue to do quite a bit of research on serial killers. I actually wrote this down, so that's why I'm reading it. And their behavior, uh, serial killers and their behavior. From all this research I've done to date, the vast majority of serial killers can give exact details of their actions even decades after the fact and i feel he isn't denying them because he is responsible for them and i believe he's not giving specific details because he wants to keep that for himself it's not something he wants to share Mm, maybe not and let me tell you why because you brought up something really interesting before is that basically did this because he was bored i do a lot of shit because i'm bored. like okay i play guitar all the time i'll pick up my guitars and i'll just start playing just because i'm bored that's no for no other reason. Like I've already practiced for the day and shit. Well, no, I get it. I and get it. Uh, you know, I can't tell you exactly what I played, right? Because it's no specific song or anything like right. that. So it's just riffs. Right? He really, yeah, he really doesn't know. I, I might just do something like pra- practice scales or something, oh, okay. or you know, or a different technique or, yeah, or something like that. I used to do like that. that when I played clarinet, but I'm a geek, so yeah, just just something like that. But um, so maybe he was doing it because keep in mind he's not our typical serial killer. No. He doesn't have any of the brain chemistry that drives him that says, I need to fulfill this, right. I need and to kill. he wasn't doing it to kill. Right, he's just bored as shit. Can you tell me everything that you do when you're bored? Well, probably not. No, not really. I'll admit that. Yeah, so maybe he really legit Usually because when I get bored, I start drinking. No, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> <laughs> freaking alcoholic. And whatever. Um, anyways, so... Um, where is it? Oh, so in November of 2017, the number of victims increased to 106, and they were still investigating some of the mysterious deaths. Holy cow. As of November two, 2017. So that's what, less than four years ago? Not to have his back or anything on this, except for, you know, saying he killed just because he was bored. Um, you know, it's like beating a dead horse. No pun intended there. No. No, I agree, but I there I believe there's a reason, and I'll explain that reason in a minute. Okay. 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 Um, so by January of 2018, the German prosecutors changed their mind and charged him with an additional 97 charges, as well as their intent, as well as their intention to file charges against other staff members who failed to act on their suspicions. That I is think fair that's enough. one reason why they decide to continue charging him. Okay, now that but right I there think makes there's sense. More. Yeah. Because I believe that, especially in a situation like that, or mm-hmm. in anything, you know, if you let somebody get away with something that is nefarious at all, mm-hmm. you need to be held re- re- mm-hmm. re- accountable for your actions. That's just bullshit. When yeah, they go, it's aiding and abetting, basically. Yeah, oh, totally. Just like if 
you went out and committed a murder, murder and I was in the car with you, don't give me that idea. It's not like I know you're going to do it. But if you went out and committed a murder... You and, really don't know my neighbors, do you? No. Anyway, I do. But if, <laughs> for instance, we drove somewhere, you decide you're going to kill somebody. Right. I'm in the car with you. You walk off and kill them, then get back in the vehicle. I am just as guilty as you are because I was there. Oh, totally. Well, if you knew about it. I didn't... I wouldn't even have to know about it. No shit. No shit. See, now that part there to me makes no sense because... Okay. Let's say we're, we're, we're driving. I have a perfect there. example of that, but go ahead. No, I know you do. Oh, I was going to say. But um, we stop off in the woods, and I go, hey, I'm going to jump out and take a piss. And I see some campers. I go, huh, this is a perfect time, and I yeah. kill one of them. To use my knife skills. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this is a perfect time to, you know, see if uh, this knife will go through a person's skull. Um, and I get back, in, and you have no, I don't have any blood on me, nothing like that. You're like, hey, did you have a good piss? Yeah, it was great, man. Woo, I feel much better. And we take off. How the fuck can you... That, I don't think you should be able to be held accountable for. I don't think you should either, but you are. You know, You're I'm, just as guilty as the person who As did opposed to, like, if I, if I get back in on the car... On a lesser charge, but yeah. If I get back in the car and there's, like, blood on me, you're like, uh, dude, you're not bleeding out of your dick, are you? Because you got blood on you, buddy. Right. That's a little different. No, right. And you could always explain it, saying, you know what? <laughs> there was a dead animal or whatever. Acroid. Yes, exactly my point. However, unfortunately, and I know I know this in the state of Oregon. I'm not sure anywhere else, but in Oregon, you are just as guilty. Huh. Okay, and on a lesser charge, but guilty. All right, well, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, Boogie okay. On. So they held fast to their belief that he did all of this in an attempt to impress those he worked with. He would purposely induce a cardiac event so that he could show those around him exactly how skilled he is. You know, that fits into everybody else for Medical Monday. Correct. Really. I mean, it, it honestly does. It's, yeah. Either that or, yeah. Because, I mean, some of them, like Colin. Uh, Colin's a little different. Yeah. And, well, and um, Hazard was different. Fuck, I keep forgetting. Him. I try to put her out of my head because she's, she's in my own home state. I was going to say, you put her out of your head because you're ashamed to live in the same state she was in. A little bit, yeah. That's no, why I kept on doing her. She did it more, you know, it wasn't to say people. She did it out of greed. She did. I think she started off with good intentions. But anyway, go ahead. Okay. Anyways. So on August 28th of 2017, investigations proved that Hogel utilized five different medications. And I'm going to list them and tell what they're for. At least he mixed mixed it up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of the five is the Ajmaline, which I previously mentioned. And the other four are Sotolol which is a medication that's often used for the treatment and prevention of abnormal heart rhythms. It's only intended to be administered to those with significant abnormal heart rhythms as it has potentially serious side effects. Like serious okay. side effects. Okay. Same class of drug as, as the first one, though. Yes, kind of, yes. Then there's lidocaine, which... I know what lidocaine people is. Know, I mean, people generally know that it's a local anesthetic and it's used... It's also used to treat ventricular ventricular tachycardia. They gave my mom liquid lidocaine when they thought she was having a heart attack. Uh, is because that what, it kind of... Wait a minute, hold on, hold on. Is ventricular tachycardia, is that a heart attack? Yes. Okay, that's what I was, I was getting at because... Yeah, because you have atrial and ventricular parts of your heart. One goes in, one goes out. Um, okay, let me explain this one more time. When I was in college, mm-hmm. I studied psychology and music you know what's not in there biology i had to take biology classes but um 
I human anatomy. I vaguely remember those classes because, to be honest, I smoked a lot of weed. Oh yeah, I know. Okay. Anyways, so as a local anesthesia, it works as a nerve blocker, but when it's injected intravenously, it can cause confusion, changes in vision, numbness, tingling, and vomiting. It also can causes significant drops in blood pressure and irregular heart rates. That's why if they think you're having a heart attack, they'll do that because that'll drop your blood pressure to slow your heart down. And it will also control those irregular heart rate, you know, kind of. That actually makes sense. I I had no idea they used lidocaine for that. Well, and the only reason why I know they use lidocaine, because like I said, they gave it to my mom that one time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I learned something new. Sweet. I know, right? Best episode ever. Yeah. It is considered an antiarrhythmic medication, class 1B type. And basically it says that's because it works to block the sodium channels and decrease the rate of heart contractions. And when it's injected... (sighs) Near the nerves, the nerves can't send or receive signals to and from the brain. That kind of makes sense because yeah. it's, a, it's a nerve blocker. Yeah, it's a nerve blocking, you know, agent. numbing agent. Yes. Yeah, a lot of tattoo parlors use it too. Um, they do. They do. I've never had them use it on me. See, and they always inject me with lidocaine around the site around the sites where they're going to give me an IV because my veins are hard to find. They have to dig around. Oh so, wow! Yeah. Yeah, I I've never had. I know lidocaine. Like when I'm getting a tattoo, I think they may have given it to me. That's because you big, strong, tough man. Oh, no, just because <laughs> the only part that, uh, only piece of ink of mine that really hurt, hurt was when they were uh, doing the bottom part of my dragon where his claw is, mm. and that was right on my wrist. That was fucking painful. But, um, yeah. I think they may have given it to me when I had my, uh, my vasectomy. Yeah, but, it was probably because it was a local anesthesia. Yeah, because yeah. that's what they said, you know, when they were explaining this to me. So, okay, you can get three shots, you know, one on each side of testicles and one in the center, which is the, that's the only one that really hurt. That may have been lidocaine. But they didn't tell me. They didn't come out and say, hey, okay. Yeah, it was probably, it was drug. probably lidocaine yeah. or some, you know. I can tell you, I didn't feel anything. Uh, I bet not. Yeah. So the next one he used was amiodarone, which is an- another anti-arrhythmic medication that's used to treat and prevent some types of irregular heartbeats. And it's only recommended for those with significant ventricular arrhythmias. So it is considered a class three antiarrhythmic medication that works by increasing the time before the heart can, cell can contract again. So basically, you know, your heart beats, really, you know, in rhythm. Right. And then when you're having a heart attack, it kind of like beats really fast. Okay. Yeah, okay? that makes sense. So this medication would slow that beating down. It's like it tells your brain not to let that pump so rapidly. So it'd be like pump and then. Not, and then it'll pump again. Right. I, I got music beats in my head. I'm thinking, yeah, exactly. okay. Precisely. It, it you can, would understand. Yeah, it consistently does like a 4-4 four, four beat. So 1, 2, 3, 4, Right, one, and then two, it would take three, it probably four. down to a, what, 1-6 or 1-8? Isn't that? That's a little faster. Oh, but... okay. So 1-2. Yeah, let's just go with that. Fuck it. Oh, well, so it, I, I, not... I don't want to explain music theory, but no. no yeah, yeah. It, so instead of going 1, 2, 3, 4, I've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 1. Right, right, right. 2, one, two, three, four. Right, exactly. That's exactly what like it was. Like that. Yeah, okay. So yes. I'm understanding that. Yes. And then he would use, or he would use calcium chloride, which is that I know what the fuck compound, is. yeah, that is highly soluble in water, and consumption of this compound can lead to hypercalcemia, which is a high calcium level in the blood serum, and with high levels or rapid onset hypercalcemia, People would experience abdominal and bone pain, confusion, depression, weakness, kidney stones, and 
an abnormal heart rhythm that may include cardiac arrest. Now that right there, he just went from, hey, I was bored to torture. Isn't calcium chloride used in lethal injections? I Oh, no, that's sodium chloride. That's sodium chloride, okay. yeah. That's, that's, yeah, I mean, I realized it as soon as I said it. Sorry. So as you can see, use or overdoses of any or all of these substances will result will result in a drastic drop in one's blood pressure, which can result in life-threatening cardiac events. Oh, totally. Okay, not to mention the increased physiological deterioration an already ill patient would suffer. Because right. when, their heart, when their whole body goes through that kind of trauma, it affects everything. I'm thinking just of the kidney stones alone, man. Thankfully, I've never had one. Yeah, me neither. But I've had a lot of my friends who have. Uh, my, right. I think my buddy Lynn had one at one point, And he was telling me, my God, dude, this is the worst thing ever. It was like a boulder was, you know, I'm trying to pee say, on a boulder. They say a kidney stone for a male is equivalent to giving birth for a female. That's what he was and saying. And that is painful. Yeah, and there's nothing they can do. They just give you a little strainer mm-hmm. so that way there you can fucking figure out when Unless it comes out. Unless it's too big, then they can go in and laser zap it. But yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Or so, no, there's, there's a chemical they can give them to. I can't remember what the hell oh, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah. in 2018 and 19, there's a trial sentence and appeal. In January of 2008, a little over three years ago, Oldenburg State's Attorney's Office charged him with the murder of 100 patients from February 7th of 2000 to June 24th of 2005. Gee, man. So they started back from when, right around the time he got his license. As I say, like when he started. They're, yeah. now they're, which, you know, honestly, if you're going to waste that much money, because I think it was a waste, you might as well... Go for broke. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Start from well, the beginning. You'll find out why it wasn't a waste here in a sec. Right, I well, promise you. Okay, I hope so, because honestly, yeah. right now, it just really seems like a waste. Cause, Give me a minute. I have to switch my glasses so I can see better. Because there's, there's nothing, nothing else you can fucking do. Death penalty's off the table. Right. So what are you going to do? Give him another life in prison? Guess what, Jack? He's already got no possibility of parole. He's not right. fucking going anywhere. Right. And... They also get into the age ranges of his victims, which is pretty... I mean, it's like drastic. Because usually serial killers, like true serial killers, <laughs> they have a specific age range. Right. The modus operandi. Yeah. I love saying those two words. Yeah. You do. It's, it's a good word. I love it, too. Um, but his age range was 34 to 96. Jesus Christ. That is, yeah. But then, like I said, I don't think he was your typical serial killer. Right. Well, and he's going for cardiac patients, right? Yeah. That's mostly what he's going for. So I think that that negates the age right. aspect of it his uh his his target was cardiac patients exactly and it doesn't exactly. matter if you're you know if you're in your 30s or if you're five thousand years yeah. old well and that's true and there's a one guy i want to feature that uh, and i'll get into when i feature him but i there's one i don't think he did at all you know but we'll get into that later um, so this indictment states the following and i'm going to paraphrase here to avoid all the legal mumbo jumbo because that gets confused. Even I get confused, and I, you yeah, know. me too. That's yeah. why I have lawyers. Yeah. Like, seriously. Well, see, I don't have lawyers. I've learned how to read stuff, but whatever. I tried. Dude. Like I'll be reading a little side note. I'll be like, reading. and you'll fall asleep, huh? I or get you're like, confused what? Because they'll say, as here in dot 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 yeah, da, 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 and words that, that unless I have a dictionary, and that's usually just contract. That's law, just contract right? law. Yeah. That's all that is. That ain't nothing yeah. like an indictment. <laughs> no, and I took business law, and it, it is very confusing. But in Hogel's position as a nurse, he killed patients by administering 
administering the falling substances or medications without any medical indication. And then it lists some of them. The trial at this regional court, I still can't pronounce it, began on October 30th of 2018, involved 120 joint plaintiffs. Damn. And I believe when they talk about joint plaintiffs, it's not just employers he worked for, but I believe it also includes family members. I was going to say the family members of the people who... I think that's how they do the plaintiff thing over there, I believe. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so... That makes sense with the number of plaintiffs. Yeah, and he... And it lasted for 24 days. On the first day of the trial, Hogle himself addressed the 100 charges. Okay? He confessed... To 43, stated he could not recall 52, and adamantly denied his involvement with the last five. Now, hold on a sec. I am actually leaning toward believing he wasn't involved in those last five. And I'll tell you why, and then I'll explain. I'll tell you why I believe it more later. Okay. But for, and this is one simple reason. He's already admitting to 43. Okay. He's being vague about 52. Why would he deny the last five? It just makes no sense to me unless you think there's a good reason for the denial, which, like I said, I don't think there is. And somebody else will explain later also and get more into it. So I'll like continue that in a little bit. Um, now, as far as the witness and expert testimony in this trial, there were a total of 30 two witnesses at the trial, but only eight of them testified under oath. Three of them were actually heard on camera. Um, And the state presented testimony from four medical experts that gave detailed information on the patient's illnesses and the effects the administered medications would have had on them. Um. A forensic expert in the field of testimony psychology by the name of Professor Stoller examined the sincerity of Hogel's testimony, and he was able to conclude that although Hogel was capable and willing to lie and provide false testimony, he had indeed been truthful with the court when it came to his confessions. He was absolutely, I mean, he saw this guy, this, um, oh my goodness, I lost his name again. Professor Stoller guy was, had, saw absolutely no indication that there was a false confession given, which gives credence to my opinion from earlier about the five he adamantly denied. Well, I, mean, I was thinking about the same thing. I mean, seriously, if you, you already know what's at stake, right? Exactly. And he's already in prison when this is all right. going on. You why know, deny? Why say, oh, I didn't do those last five if he didn't do them. Right. That would make I mean, I no can sense. understand him admitting to some he, that they accuse him of and admitting to him because we've had people do that before. Right. Oh, totally. Right. Um, so apparently this evidentiary hearing ends and final charges are issued. So by the conclusion of the evidentiary hearing, the state's attorney's office moved the courts for conviction on 97 and the cases and chose to acquit Hogel on three of them. So by the time they, they have to present all the evidence okay. and then the um, prosecution will give their recommendation saying, OK, with all this evidence, let's go ahead and proceed on this and then find him not guilty on these instead of just dismissing charges 
like oh. they do here. Yeah, as I say, because here before you ever go to court, they'll well, have they the... can dismiss charges even at this during sentencing. Or well, no, I dig, but oh, most okay. of the time, from what I understand and what's happened to me is, <coughs> sorry, no, you're fine. Oh, I'm dying. I'm telling you, I think I've got a bug, but um, it's probably Rona. I'm going to die. No, um, you're not. Delta variant. Um, <laughs> but Shut uh, shit. But you know, you have like a list of charges. They'll say like. Um, right. You have a, a assault one, and then you've got right. this, this, and it says these are felony charges. And then they'll come back with, okay, we presented that. They start off as felony, but now we're saying it's a misdemeanor. Right. It's a class for misdemeanor. Or it's redundant or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. So now I lost where I was. Thanks a little. Oh, no. Here You're we welcome. Are. I know. So the defense, on the other hand, felt there was insufficient evidence in more of the cases, and thus they moved for an acquittal of in 31 of the cases. Um, murder convictions in 55 of the cases and attempted murder convictions in 14. Okay? Which a defense attorney should do something like that. They should, but honestly... Why? Everything that they're doing right now is, in my opinion, by the way, I'm sorry, Germany, because you got your own deal going on. It's fucking stupid yeah. because honestly, like I said before, and I've no. probably said five times now, that you've already got him for life. He's not no right. possibility of parole. Right. He's there. You know, why? Right. Why give him more attention? I promise I will answer but that question. That all they're doing you. is giving him more fucking attention. Just yes. lock his ass away. In a way, yes. And go, you know what? You're a piece of garbage. You killed yes. these people. We're going to lock you away. And you know what? Just like, um, Sig's victim's mom, who yes. said, you know we what? will never remember your name after I leave here right now. Exactly. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what they should have done with mm-hmm. him. You know, hey, you wanted to impress people, and maybe you wanted to impress people being a killer. You what don't a, impress me. You're, you don't impress me. We're going to lock you away, mm-hmm. and nobody will remember your sorry ass ever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would even say, you know what? The media attention's nice now, but give it five months. Yeah. Give it three months. You're done. Yeah, and that's yeah. what cracks me up about serial killers in general. That I'm going to be famous. You oh, know yeah, what? That's, and that's why mass murderers do it too. It's not going to happen. In a, in a few months, there, jackhole, you're nothing but a memory. Yeah. Well, then you get featured on that, our show. I was going to say, I think they think that because we're still talking about Ted Bundy and some of them. Yeah, we're talking about him. <laughs> that's different. But they you know were what? Prolific. We don't talk about him on a daily basis. Exactly. Anyway, shoot, shoot okay. me your shit. Anyways, so the sentencing and appeal now in June. Of 2019, so two years ago, the Oldenburg courts again sentenced him to life in prison. They took his prior convictions into account when they determined Ogle's, Hogel's, I said Ogle, <laughs> severe gravity of guilt. And this is a German term used in court that significantly increases the offender's sentence severity and wait and precludes any chance of early release after serving only 15 years. Because sometimes when they get life in prison... Over there, because you know, life in prison here, unless it says without the possibility of parole. But that's what they got him on. They're saying he's not going to fucking be paroled. Why go through this shit? They've already said, dude, you're in fucking prison for the rest of your life. No possibility of fucking parole. And now they're saying, well, let's see how severe it's going to be. What are you going to do? Hit him with hot pokers? I promise you, I will answer your question. I'm just, I'm just getting so frustrated because I I know you're because I was too until I. I saw the rest. It, 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 sorry, boys and girls. It's just my own thing because I fucking hate inefficiency. And he gets, uh, he does hate inefficiency. He and this hates sounds stupid so people. fucking inefficient. Right. Well, and 
He also hates when he has to explain things over and over again to people. That's why he's getting more and more irritated. <laughs> okay, so the court found him guilty, actually, on 85 of the separate murder charges and oh, not guilty that, on no 15. Okay, wait. He, as well as joint plaintiff, as one joint plaintiff, appealed the verdict because he wanted a lesser sentence. The plaintiff wanted more. That makes sense. Or to charge him on more murders, I guess. But the federal court of justice dismissed both of those appeals in September of last year. Okay. Due to the interest in this trial by the media and the public, the proceedings had to be held in a special auditorium. Okay. Remember Damn. when Casey Anthony was going to trial and they had they had to do a lottery to see if public could get in or not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that kind of along those lines. Except there, they got a fucking auditorium and right. said, come on, come all. Exactly. Well, no, this is what happened. It, there were a total of 80 seats designated. And I'm just doing this to show you like how popular it was over there. 80 seats were designated for the media representatives that covered the trial. And an additional 118 available for the public who wanted to attend. However, in the past, when Germany had high-profile trials, they would notice that the public interest would wane after just, you know, not even, like, a few days into the trial. They're like, okay, I'm done. Okay, yeah, because you get okay. all your information. You're like, right, fuck it. exactly. But in this case, the public interest increased as the trial progressed, and I think it's because they kept adding more and more and more and more murders on him. Well, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. It's almost like the soap opera theory, if you think about it. You know, uh, I got wrapped into that. And here's my soap opera, because I got theories on everything. You were addicted to some, huh? I was addicted to all my children, believe it or not. Okay, I was young and the restless. I got bored, and this was while I was in college. I started watching one day, because I wasn't feeling good, and I stayed home. uh, I was sick for like a couple days. And I started watching. Well, what happens once you watch one or two episodes? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They have those cliffhangers, damn you. What is what is Chandler gonna do next, Phoebe? What are you doing? Victor I got a fucking be dead. And now I'm reading fucking you know like uh, soap opera digest and shit, uh, asking my girlfriends, dude, can you tape that for me? And that was Shh. back in VHS, not yeah, DVR. You're like, don't tell anybody that I'm <laughs> right. watching this shit. But it's right. the same thing. It's a soap opera theory. They're 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 adding more and more. They're leaving little cliffhangers, so everybody's like, what's gonna happen next with Niles? Right, exactly. And then they go on to say. <laughs> um, okay, where were, oh, that on the first day of the trial, there were quite a few empty seats in the gallery, right? Which, you know, I get. That yeah, would increase night, sign- yeah. But we have to remember, too, that his trial only lasted for 24 days. Yeah. The oh, rest I'm, was I'm, sentencing. Yeah. Okay, so that would increase significantly throughout the proceedings. And it peaked with 190 spe- public spectators actually showed up, and they only had 25 media seats. Holy cow. Yeah, so they were basically like, fuck you, media. You know? Yeah. Come one, come all, we're selling tickets. Right. And that's why Germany's economy is really good. They're right. selling tickets. Okay. Now, this is going to start answering some of your questions, Scott. And then Thank I will God, answer I'm some telling, more later. You got me over here, and I'm not even no. joking. This isn't scripted, by the way, because I'm... I'm just like, we I'm, don't script I'm, any of these, we really, don't. I'm for literally sitting over here just so pissed off at the inefficiency of all this bullshit. Right. Like, I literally want to call Germany and go, what the fuck are you people doing? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, I can recommend some efficiency experts that'll help you with your shit. Right, so exactly. please, by all okay. fucking means, No, I will start here, shit. and then I'll explain a little bit and just a little bit longer. But anyways, remember when I told you the state's attorney's office intended to file charges against uh, other staff members? Yes. Okay. Who failed to act on their suspicions. Anyways, in order to prove they were involved, they have to prove 
He did it. Okay. No, okay, no, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, because if they can't say he did this, you gotta then tie it together. How, can I, how can this person be involved in it? Right, how can okay. they be negligent and not report? Okay, okay. no, that makes sense. So, okay, I'm, I'm well, with that. Well, they decided to proceed further with indictments against four of the Delman Horse Clinic, four people who worked there. However, those proceedings couldn't proceed until his verdict was final. So without the final verdict, he actually had the right to refuse testimony in any case, and he exerted that right. So the final verdict was handed down, and now he is obligated against these em- to testify against these employees at their trials. So now he has no choice. He has to go to court and testify against them. I don't oh. think they have the right to remain silent over there. Oh. Or plead the fifth, because he's already been convicted. Okay. With the make. Okay, no, okay. So does that make I, a little bit more sense? It makes a lot more sense. I'm not as pissed off. That actually it makes a lot of sense because now, like you just now said, he probably he's obligated to do it. He can't yeah. just say, hey, I have the and right not to incriminate. without his conviction, you can't say these other people are involved because what are they involved in if he's not convicted of anything? No, okay. No, that part makes sense. Okay. Okay. My apologies, Germany. My apologies. Okay. It was my bad. Okay. Now there is actually aftermath criticism and su- subsequent... Subsequent legislative changes. Remember if you how- tell them that they agreed with me, I'm going to be even more pissed off. Hey, they agree with you, Scott. No, no I'm not going to say that. I wouldn't. Have, I would have said that way back when. <laughs> but anyways, remember how after Colin got charged and convicted, how a lot of changes were implemented in the medical a practice lot, a lot. here in yeah, the Yeah, because now they have to have special key cards to get medications. Yeah. Key cards, and- barcodes, freaking, it's like triple and, I mean, triple, quadruple, they know what's deck hap- here. Because I read a little bit. They know what happens to any medication, even if it's an aspirin that's going to a hospital mm-hmm. or to a, to a grocery yes. store. They know what happens with that from the time it is manufactured. Oh, yes. To the time that it is purchased. And in any medical facility, including a hospital, a nurse cannot give you even a freaking Tylenol without a doctor's prescription. Yeah. And, and then re- they have to scan all that, too. So for those of you who were wondering, why can't the nurse just go get me a goddamn Tylenol without the doctor? Well, that's why. You can thank people like Colin. Yeah. And Colin actually, let me get into this. Oh, wrong place here. Because I can't remember exactly what episode he was. But Colin was episode. He was last week. No, Colin was episode six, dude. He was? was like our second weekend. Oh, uh, my bad. <laughs> Signs was last week, and Gilbert was the week before. Look, man, I think I got the Delta variant of co- of COVID in no, me. No, dude, you have can't remember shit brain. syndrome. Okay. Who are you again? <laughs> Melissa, is that you? Stop calling me by my sister's name. I will punch you. Oh, I keep forgetting your sister's name is Melissa. No, yeah, I know you do, but whatever. <laughs> okay, so this is one of the things is there was scrutiny against past investigations because knowing the fact that he did this and you could charge other people. Um, okay, wait. Going. So when Hogel was convicted in 2015, the state's attorney's office in Old- Oldenburg pressed charges against the former chief prosecutor for not going forward, you know, in the... After he was convicted of the original, remember they brought up more and he said, no, I'm not going to charge him. Right. They were trying to charge the ch- former chief prosecutor saying basically obstructed justice. Because he failed to act on evidence that would incriminate Hogel and others. Okay, and then here's the other thing I want to throw in there. You, you might answer this, but I say things as it comes to my head. Um, why not prosecute the fucking hospital 
who knew that he was doing this. I don't know, Scott. That's another thing. I will cover a little bit more, and then if you have any more questions, I will answer them. Fine. Okay. They actually also claimed against it with charges against this guy that his act, lack of action drew out the investigations beyond what they what would have been necessary, costing the city and state even more money. Good, good. Somebody else kind of agrees with me. It's yeah. Fucking ridiculous. So the district court actually did dismiss this case, and when the state's attorney's office objected to the decision, it too was dismissed by the higher levels. So they're like, no, we're not going to prosecute him, whatever. Which, maybe he shouldn't have been prosecuted, but maybe he should have been scrutinized and been like, you know what, if you would have charged him back then, we wouldn't have incurred all these costs, you know, which is unnecessary, because that's taxpayer money. Well, exactly. That's kind of what I was, and once again, inefficiency. Exactly. So, now, on once the 2015 sentence was validated... Both the Oldenburg Clinic as well as the Delmanhorst Clinic, which is now being called the Joseph Hospital Delmanhorst, indicated their intention to give the victims' families compensation for their lack of action regarding everything. So they're basically paying out wrongful death suits. They're paying out hush money. Let's just... Yes. You know what? Let's call a fucking spade a spade. They're paying out hush money because they knew exactly what was going on. They just said, hey, you can resign and just go on your merry way. Yeah, that and was now, the Oldenburg Clinic, and, yes. And now we, we're going to give you this this shining recommendation letter because you're just such a right. great guy. It's hush money. Yeah. Don't sit there and uh, we're yeah. going to just pay you know, for wrongful death. That's, no, we're paying you to shut the fuck up. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Yeah, Christ. exactly. Just like some of these stars that go out and fucking, you know... Molest people, sexually harass people, rape people. They fucking, they do. They settle these suits out of court with freaking gag orders. Yeah. You know, because, yeah. But also, um, these two clinics also became the first clinics in German history to institute a two-man rule. They introduced what's called a qualified necropsy, which involves two coroners. Mm-hmm. So the rule was ho- will hopefully prevent future unnatural death as it will involve two coroners performing separate autopsies so that criminal actions will not be able to go unnoticed. So, so if one guy misses it, they're hoping the second guy will pick it up. So even the dead get a second opinion. <laughs> Pretty much in Germany. I thought that you would like that one. <laughs> I did. Okay, now I have some final thoughts on this. Okay. I was intrigued by this case because, A, the vast fluctuation in body count that I was finding, you know, because it went from this amount to this huge amount to this even further amount, back down to a little, you know what I'm saying? Right. So that kind of intrigued me. Um, And I kept, as I kept digging and digging, I couldn't help but get sucked in by the intrigue of it all. (laughs) I would have thought after reviewed the case of Charles Cullen, that nothing would surprise me with our Medical Monday cases. Okay? I couldn't have been more wrong. Um, I know I'm looking at this case from the perspective of an outsider looking in and not an insider trying to sort it all out. You know, because right. it's different. We all have different, you know. And we're I, not in Germany. You know, well, that's true, too. Let's be, but, let's be honest. We're not in Germany, so we really don't know their, right. their legal system like we know it here. Right. And I also look at it kind of like, because I have a friend who was in a very toxic relationship with somebody, and I would constantly tell her, dude, this is not healthy, blah, blah, blah. 
because I was looking at it from the outside. She's looking at it from the inside, but I love him, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, seriously? That's a whole different show. No, I know, but I was just like equating it to that. Whole different. I wasn't saying that's exact. I was just equating it to that, that you can see things from the outside that they can't see from the inside. Right, because one person's perspective. Like how he did the counter. Yeah, yeah, I like the little It's almost like you're Italian in a way. No, I do talk with my hands a lot. A lot. I'm going to start calling you Mamma Mia. Whatever, dude. Noni. Um, Anyways. Okay, where was I? Why are you bond like a sheep? No, because I was like. Yeah, you're Okay, thoughts. no, there I, I am. Um, but there, there's still so many things that I'm not understanding. I found that the deeper I dug to find answers, the more rabbit holes I fell into. And I found that sometimes in order for my mind to process information, I have to look at it from different angles with, with different variables to play out that could, would, or should have happened. And I do it with things that are in my own life, but I found myself doing it with this case. And I'll try to articulate the best I can. Um, the first thing I kept reevaluating with different var- variables is whether or not Hogel's case is a matter of nature or nurture. Oh, like we started off with saying. Yeah. I think my personal thing is I, I'm going to go with nature. Yeah, because he had this need to save or what, you know, not necessarily save, but be the best. In order to feel right. like he's the best, he has to show he's the best. That's no different than the rest of us businessmen. Those okay. of us who own businesses. Well, but you except and I I'm, had not, this I'm not killing you. conversation that a lot of businessmen <laughs> are, are in, natu- in fact, narcissistic sociopaths. Am I narcissistic? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. Um, but no, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, okay. Now, this is one that I, I still, I was stuck on it until, you know, you and I were talking here. Um, Again, I could find nothing. You know, okay, never mind. That keeps going. Blah, blah, blah. Sources are quick. Okay, let's go on here. The next thing that I have tried to look at with different variables is when the first clinic became suspicious of its actions. Okay, we talked about that too. Why do you answer my questions before I have them, Scott? Because I can read your mind. It's ESP, extra Scotty power. Yeah. Okay, anyways, most of all, I'm actually curious, and it doesn't make sense to me, why Germany doesn't employ capital punishment. That is a good question, because I think yeah. that this one here and, would qualify. Well, and not just that, is shouldn't there be some ex- extenuating circumstances that would be an exception to that? You would think. Yeah, because especially for those that seem to have no regard, because he had, seemed to have no regard for human life at all. And I, and I kind of referred this back to, even if they didn't have the death penalty, they literally put hundreds of Germans to death after World War II because they didn't have regard for human life. Yeah, no, that's true, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get into the whole Holocaust thing, but that's basically what it was. No, I, I, was, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. They, they rounded up the Nazis, you know, yeah, that they could that find. They the even weren't criminals. part of the Nazi party that aided or... You know, right. helped and put them to death. Exactly. But now you've got a dude who very has the clan- same disregard for human life and did it very clandestine. He yes. wasn't out there saying, "Hey, I'm a murderer." Like the the Nazis were like, "We're going to kill all the Jews." Exactly. That that wasn't this guy. This guy is like, "Hey, I'm just gonna I'm gonna kill whoever I want, and try to resuscitate him." Yeah. So I mean, I would think with those <laughs> extenuating circumstances, they would make exceptions to the rule. 
you would think. But like I said, we don't know Nazis. Well, we don't know Germans' culture right now, considering everything's changed. And yeah, I mean, so it's. I think that's one of those touchy things right there. It could be. It Probably could. I mean, I was just asking for my own curiosity. I didn't want to get into a political thing. Right, right. Yeah, I know. just think that the Germans are going to be pissed off at us now. No, I don't want them to be mad. Maybe they can explain to me why, you know, because I'm really no, that, curious. Yeah, if we can yeah, get some Yeah, because we do have pregnant. German demographics, so. Yeah, so if you're okay. in Germany, listen to us, please. Send yeah. us an email. Tell us why, man. Uh, and so that's basically, you know, that's basically all I have. Um, I do believe, though, that both clinics dropped the ball when it came to their suspicions of him. I think that they honestly allowed it to happen, especially the first one. Yeah. You, you allowed him to go on do what he does. have, at the very least, opened an investigation. Yeah, reported it. Yes. At the very bare minimum, yes. get a hold of the authorities, you know, the law enforcement, whoever, and go, hey, or look. even if they have it, that ombudsman that takes care of, you know, patient affairs, you know, saying, hey, there's something suspicious here. They call them in. And if it's they called find, an ombudsman? They're called ombudsman. And what they do is oh. they come in and they investigate on an internal level. And if they think there's cause for it, then they turn it over to the authorities. And that would make the most sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a bit appalled that these two hospitals though, are getting away with just basically paying, paying hush money. Yes. I mean, granted, it's... they are implementing some things, but too little, too late. Like we said with Colin. Too yeah. little, too late. <laughs> so That makes me scared to go to my doctor. Yeah. That's why I try to tell her jokes all the time. Yeah. And I also, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe, and we don't know if they are or not, because like I said, this just happened a couple of years ago. Maybe the German, <laughs> like, Courts and lawmakers are going to try to look into, you know, exceptions to capital punishment because a lot of people thought that he should have had this, even in Germany. Yeah, and I, I agree. Yeah, because I was reading some of the, um, like, public opinions about it, and a lot of people said that, you know, almost equated it to war crime. So uh, I'll give you my thought on capital punishment. Okay, because I've had some issues too, but go ahead. What is the purpose of sending someone to prison? That's my first question for you. What's the purpose? Okay. In, in theory, the purpose of sending somebody to prison is to rehabilitate them, to give them, the, give them the classes and resources in order to better themselves. In theory. In theory. And that, that's exactly the purpose, right? right? So if somebody cannot be rehabilitated, right? Why? And we'll bring it back to price. Mike Price. Yeah, I'll bring that one back to Price. You know, um, Craig Price is a, is, a, is a prime example of yeah, that. He refuses. He re- absolutely refuses mm-hmm. to be re- rehabilitated. Why house them for the rest of their lives? Yeah, because that, in essence, because I mean, we do. As taxpayers, we pay that money, and it is a astronomical fee for each inmate that's housed. And, and I know that some of our listeners are going to Scott, that's cruel to kill people. Listen to Craig Price. Listen to Sig. Listen to uh, about what Listen Austin to Craig Sig. Price's um, confessions that I have <laughs> on the website. Yeah, these are people that mm-hmm. you want to talk about cruel. It's not cruel to give them a nice, peaceful, lethal injection. And was it was it not cruel for them to commit the murders they committed? I have been plagued by Austin Sig, and I'll tell you why. Yeah, so am I. Even more than a bandana wearing. That's another show, Lizard, but yes. Which is another show. Mm-hmm. This is a guy 
who kept the head and the freaking vagina. Yes. Of what? She was like 10? 10 years old. A 10 year old. Under his girl. house. Under in a crawl his space under house. his house where he would go smoke pot. So that tells me he went there to relax and relive everything. Why are we keeping these kind of people alive at the taxpayers' money? Mm-hmm. You're not going to rehabilitate them. You're just fucking not yeah. going to do it. What do you do? And I'm a, I mentioned this many times. I'm a huge dog person. Huge. Oh, but yeah. What do you do with a dog that you. Who's can- rabid and cannot be trained to yeah to 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 be socialized basically you can't rehabilitate this dog right even when i was volunteering i've had to make that recommendation that hey this is yeah you can't save this dog you put him down because it's their temperament yeah and i'll tell you it's going to be sad it really is somebody's going to cry over sig being put down if he gets put down or or you know uh uh uh, price or anything like that because they got family members right but at the end of the fucking day folks at the end of the god Damn day. These people cannot and will not be rehabilitated. Right. They, if you release them back into the wild of, of society, mm-hmm. they are going to kill again. They're going to mutilate. Well, They're going perfect, to yeah. molest. A, they are going to torture. And a perfect example of that is Charles Manson. Because yes. every time that man came up for parole, they said, what would you do if you got out? He goes, I'd do the same damn thing. Yeah. So... That's just that, that's my thought on capital punishment. Yeah. And Ted Bundy even basically was like, you know, well, Ted Bundy basically said I did nothing wrong, so I'll continue to do what I did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't yeah. re- if you cannot rehabilitate. Right. Now, with that said, there are some people, though, and I know there's one that I want to cover later. I just have to dig deeper into them that somebody people who have been convicted wrongly and been executed, and then they find out later that they didn't commit that crime. That's a little bit different. But here, and here's my thing, though. Like, okay, let's take a serial killer. Let's say you, you find a serial killer that uh, was killing guys that were he thought were his dad. Okay. Okay, you get him in, and he goes, okay, no, I know this was wrong. And you find out, hey, this guy doesn't have the skills. Right. He has no way of coping what happened mm-hmm. to him during his childhood. So put him in mental health institute. So he... Can be rehabilitated I, in theory, right? At in least theory. give him a chance. Go, okay. Look, if you make it through, yeah, you're going to spend 20 years. In yeah, because I think that's what 30. they should have done with Bobby Joe Long. Oh, exactly. Yeah, but the, there was a lot of brain things too with the with mm-hmm. the brain damage. And he's episode 25. By the way. Um, you know that I would say, okay, no death penalty. Try to rehab him. Right. Is it dangerous to release him into the wild? Yeah, it's still dangerous, but at least you're giving him oh, some skills me. and give him a chance. Yeah. Bobby Jalone was episode 20. I apologize. But yeah. But the prices of the world. Right. The hogles of the world. Yes. The, uh, uh, especially the SIGs of the world. Oh, definitely. You people, in my honest opinion, cannot be rehabilitated. You should be put to death. Right. You should be nothing but a sick, sick fucking memory. Really bizarre about this whole situation is before I started, like, because I've always, like I said, I've looked into serial killers and stuff before, but until I started like really digging into the dregs of society, I was always like, you know what? Maybe the death penalty isn't such a good idea because the state is doing exactly what they're convicting you of. Okay. But then at the same breath, I would, I kept saying, but if they're going to keep it, they need to expand that to child molesters and, you know, people who abuse and sexually molest children because in essence, they are killing that child. I agree with that as well. No, they're not killing them, but, you know, they're killing their innocence. They're killing their, you know, at some point there's a piece of them that is no longer there. 
So, that being said, I am actually pro-death penalty on a lot of things now. Uh, me too. And and I'll tell you, I'm glad that you brought up the child molester thing, and then we'll wrap this shit up. Here is my thought on why we should kill child molesters. And if you're a child molester, you can hate my guts. That's fine. Let's they say... They don't ever change. Okay. So, right next door, mm-hmm. there is... The two daughters that right, live with exactly. their mother. And yeah, I you and I have had this conversation, but go ahead. I, I mean, I like your theory. So let's just say, for argument's sake, that I like little girls. That's my deal, right? And I'm looking at that little girl going, huh, if I get a chance, I'm going to take her. Right. But then, on the news, I hear that two child molesters just got killed. Right. Because they got caught. There was no... There was like no public gallows type thing. Yeah. Oh, I am all for public hanging. <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously, I would... I would buy the rope myself. Or guillotine? Yes. Oh, my God. I would have one built. I swear to God. <laughs> I'd be like, just, just tell me how much to check. I need to make yeah, check out yeah. for it. But I just saw that happen. I'm all, and then I would be thinking, honestly, to myself, I think most people would, because while they're child molesters, they're not, they're not stupid. But, huh, yeah, they don't want to die. These two dudes got busted, and they just hung them in public. Yeah. Or they used a guillotine. Now everybody on them. will know what I was into. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe because that's a sick hidden fantasy thing. Maybe just maybe a lot of child molesters would be like, I'm just gonna go jerk off to thoughts. Yeah. And I'm gonna leave these kids alone because right. I don't want to be hung in public. Right. I don't want to die. Exactly. Just maybe. Just maybe. Me save some kids. Maybe. 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 You know, and exactly. I mean, maybe you can. And maybe you could probably even save other people's lives when it comes to that as well. Like, maybe not serial killers so much because they have this need, you know. But maybe the mass murderers that go out there because they just want the notoriety. There's that. You know, I just, I don't know. (laughs) But that, you know, no, that's all I have for him because he, like I said, because he was A, so recent, and B, it was just like it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. I was like, holy shit. It was a snowball. I've heard that before. Yeah. Shut up. It was a snowball literally rolling downhill in an avalanche. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. So. (laughs) Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, we're going to wrap this up. Remember that you can send us an email at BrutalNation.cast at gmail.com. Check out the website at www.TwistedBlueLLC.com. Um, also, remember to help out our show. There's a link on our on our website that will take you to Amazon. So if you're going to buy anything through Amazon, oh, yeah, just, it doesn't cost you anything no, more. Nothing extra. Um, but it does help out the show a lot. Yes. Um, and also share the page, please, because we're having a little issue with with, uh, Facebook. with Facebook, who seems to think that this has to do with social issues. Right. And we've tried to explain to him that it doesn't. So if you can help us out with that, that would be amazing. Amazing. Please show your support. Yes. This has been, sorry, <laughs> this has been Brutal Nation, copyright 2021 by Twisted Blue LLC. I'm Scott Alexander with Tammy Underwood, and we will catch you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye.